Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Today, I'm standing near the Marian Grotto at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church here in Denver, Colorado, where I reside, and I'm so excited to be launching this new podcast right here at the Sacred Place and in this special week in the church as the church prepares to celebrate the Feast of Mary's birthday coming up here on September 8th. And, you know, my wife and I, as we've been talking about this podcast throughout the summer, she said, wouldn't it be wonderful, Ted, if if you started around Mary's birthday and give it as a gift to Mary? And that that's what I wanted to do. And so I, I, I came here this morning and uh, said a prayer at the grotto and trusting it to Mary. And I want you to know, I just pray to Hail Mary for all of you and for all the future listeners of the show. So thank you for being with me. And thank you to the ma- many listeners out there who've been encouraging me to do this podcast over the last 12, 18 months. I know you've prayed for it. I, I am so thrilled to be able to start. And uh, as we as we begin, I, I want to just give you a sense of what I want this podcast to do. I want, I want to be able to share with you a number of things I'm thinking about throughout the year whether it's topics like how to grow in prayer or reading the Bible or living marriage, the, the, the good of marriage, the beauty of marriage, but also we'll get into the, the messiness of marriage, the real challenges of marriage, uh, theology of the body, how, how to grow in virtue, how to build strong relationships. We'll look at the seasons of the year, the, the Sunday reading sometimes, and especially the, the feast days. I really want to get into the saints and get to know the saints, get to know them more personally as our friends and how we can apply their wisdom and their example to our daily lives today. Uh, I plan on taking you with me uh, to some of the sacred sites I visit throughout the year, whether it's in Rome, in Europe, in the Holy Land, and, uh, and, and encounter the blessings of pilgrimage through this podcast as well. And uh, I'll, I'll interview some people from time to time. I'm really excited. Later this fall, I'm going to do some interviews with my bride, my wife, Beth, and we'll be talking about topics like raising children, the real joys and the real challenges of raising kids. We'll talk about building a Catholic home. We'll talk about, I know there's a lot of young people listening, uh, how, to, how to build a strong engagement and a solid foundation for a marriage. So many different topics we'll be looking at. That's why we call this podcast All Things Catholic. And today, the, the first topic, given that we're approaching the birth of Our Lady on September 8th here, I want to talk about a beautiful Marian prayer. I know it's a prayer you pray, you know this prayer, but do you understand what you're saying? Do you really know what you're entering into? Can you pray this beautiful prayer and experience the the power of this prayer and how it leads you to encounter Jesus in a profound way? And that's the Hail Mary. I'm going to share with you some insights here from St. John Paul II and others that personally, I will say, just blew my mind away many years ago. I grew up in a good Catholic home praying the Hail Mary and uh, as a little child, I always pray the Hail Mary. I have a doctrine in theology, but it was many years later uh, as I was teaching at Benedictine College, I remember coming across some texts from St. John Paul II and his reflections on the Hail Mary, and it completely revolutionized my understanding, my teaching of the Hail Mary, but most of all, my praying of the Hail Mary. And that's what I want to get into here with you today. But let's just ask a basic question that many people have, especially our Protestant brothers and sisters, but even some of us Catholics. Why the Hail Mary? I mean, why not a more Christ-centered prayer? Shouldn't we be focusing on Jesus? And you've heard people ask the question, you know, well, isn't the Hail Mary, isn't it about worshiping Mary? And why do you pray to Mary? You should just worship God and only talk to God when you pray. And, and we as Catholics, we're pretty good at that opening move, that apologetics move, right? You, you know how to answer that question. If someone says, you know, why, why do you Catholics worship Mary? You come right back 
back and say, oh, no, in the Hail Mary, we're not worshiping Mary. We're, we're just honoring her. We're venerating her. And, and we don't pray to Mary like we pray to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mary's not the fourth person of the Trinity, but but she intercedes for us, just like I may ask you to pray for me. And, and, and the saints here on earth with the saints in heaven, we intercede for each other. That's what we're doing. And, and I think those are very good apologetic 101 moves to make, especially with our Protestant brothers and sisters. But I, I got to be honest with you, that's not enough. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of dear evangelical friends, and, and they'll grant me this honor versus worship distinction. They'll say, oh yeah, I get it. And the Hail Mary, you're telling me you're not praying directly, you know, just to Mary, you know, that it's, you're ultimately asking Mary to pray for you. And I get that you're not worshiping her like you worship the Holy Trinity. You're, you're, you're just uh, honoring her, venerating her. They'll grant me those nice distinctions, but they'll still say, but man, I'm just not comfortable with this prayer. Why do you spend so much time with Mary? Why do you give so much attention to Mary? And I think that's a fair question. I think that's a very good question. And I think JP2 and others offer some great answers. And that's what I want to unpack for you. Um, I got to tell you, you know, if you think about what what happens when uh, maybe a a non-Catholic or a new Catholic sees uh, Catholics praying the rosary. <laughs> I mean, think about what happens there. They see them pull out these beads uh, and, and think about what happens at every decade. You know, what's the score after every decade? You know, you got one Our Father uh, and a Glory Be, and then in the middle there's these 10 Hail Marys. So it's like one point for God the Father, one point for the Holy Trinity, and 10 points for Mary. Uh, you Catholics, that's a little bit of an imbalance here. I, I get that you don't worship Mary, you're telling me that, but man, you're spending a lot of time with her. I mean, imagine what husband would come home from work on the weekend and spend one time, one hour with his wife, one hour with his kids, and 10 hours with some other woman. That's not going to go over well in a marriage. How does this work in our relationship with God? Why so much attention to Mary uh, in the Hail Mary and in the Rosary and other Marian devotions? These are great questions. Uh, and I used to answer those questions with the basic apologetic moves. We're not honoring or we're not worshiping, we're just honoring. But, but I have to say, after reading St. John Paul II, I, I have a new way of going after this. I say, this prayer, the Hail Mary, is a Jesus prayer. It's a Jesus prayer. If you, if you want to love Jesus, you want to give Jesus more love, more praise, uh, more thanks, pray the Hail Mary. Yes, the prayer, John Paul II said, is addressed to Mary, but it's it's centered on Christ. It is a Christ-centered prayer. And that's what I want to take a look at here with you. Uh, let's, let's think about the Hail Mary. You could divide it into two halves. You know, the first half, we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Now, the first half of this prayer, notice that the words come from Scripture. You've probably heard those lines from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1. Uh, the first line, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Who spoke those words? The angel Gabriel did, right, at, at the Annunciation. He spoke those words to Mary at the Annunciation. Uh, and then, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Those words were spoken by Elizabeth. Elizabeth in the visitation scene. And so we see here uh, in the opening lines of the Hail Mary, these lines come right out of God's inspired word in Scripture. They're, so they're biblical. They're, they're holy. Uh, I think that's important to bring to mind. But what I want to do is enter into those words now. I, I want to take you into these words the way John Paul II did. Uh, and, and he highlights something beautiful uh, about these words every, t- every time we pray the Hail Mary. Think about this. Uh, first of all, who was Gabriel? I want you just to put yourself in Gabriel's shoes uh, and, and imagine 
imagine him saying these words and what they meant to him. Uh, so Gabriel's a, an archangel. So uh, Gabriel, has he been around longer than Mary? Sure. <laughs> has he been around longer than the nation of Israel? Absolutely. Did he exist even before planet Earth? Of course. <laughs> Gabriel was, was, was part of the angels, the, the spiritual invisible creation that God made before he even created the visible, visible material universe. Uh, and, and ever since Gabriel has been been brought into existence, he's been loving, adoring, and praising the almighty, all-powerful, infinite God. And then one day, this almighty God sends Gabriel down to a little, little tiny planet called Earth. And then takes, tells him to go to this little, little tiny obscure village called Nazareth. And, and then talk to this tiny, tiny little creature, a, a woman named Mary, and announced to her that the almighty, all-powerful, infinite God he's been loving and adoring uh, from the beginning of his, his existence, is, is that, that God is now going to come and become a little baby inside of Mary's womb. Whoa! Gabriel's just, you know, in awe over this mystery. His God is about to become a tiny baby in Mary's womb? That's why Gabriel, in awe over this mystery of God becoming man in Mary's womb, says to her, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you like he's never been with anyone else. So those are Gabriel's words, his ecstatic praise and wonder over the mystery of the incarnation, the mystery of God becoming man in the baby Jesus. Now, now let's move ahead to the next line. We've got Elizabeth's words, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. You know, it's interesting here. Mary is, is going to go visit her kinswoman, Elizabeth, and, and Elizabeth rushes out and greets Mary with these words. Mary knows that, or Elizabeth knows that Mary's pregnant. She knows that Mary's pregnant, not with any ordinary child, but with the Holy Son of God. How, how does Elizabeth know this? Did, did the Blessed Virgin Mary send a text message on her way down? Did, did she change her status on Facebook? Uh, how, how, did, how did Elizabeth know this? The Bible tells us that she was full of the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, which in the Bible means she's given prophetic insight, that, that she's given insight to know the reality of what's happening inside of Mary. God reveals to Elizabeth that Mary is already pregnant, that Mary has not an ordinary child, but the Messiah, the Holy Son of God. And in awe over that mystery taking place inside of Mary's womb, what does Elizabeth say? She rushes out to greet Mary and says, blessed are you among all women. No one's been blessed like you, Mary, because blessed is the fruit of your womb, the child within you. Elizabeth, like Gabriel, is also just in awe and wonder over this profound mystery of her God becoming a little baby inside of Mary's womb. So John Paul II says this. Here's the key line. Remember this line here. He said, every time we pray the Hail Mary, we enter into the ecstatic praise of heaven and earth over the mystery of Jesus. Heaven represented by the angel Gabriel, earth represented by Elizabeth, both heaven and earth, Gabriel and Elizabeth are praising God. They're just in awe and wonder over this, this great gift of God taking on human flesh, becoming a little child inside of Mary's womb. 
isn't that pretty Christ-centered? <laughs> Every time we pray the Hail Mary, do, do you think of Gabriel? Do you think of Elizabeth? And Do you think of their praise of the Christ, uh, the mystery of Christ? Do, that's what we do. We enter into that ecstatic praise over Jesus. This, my friends, is truly a Jesus prayer. In, in the second half, though, in the second half of the Hail Mary, we ask Mary to pray for us, to intercede for us. Just like I may ask you to pray for me, and uh, we pray for each other. This is what we're doing with the saints, particularly with Mary here. We're asking Mary to pray for us now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary is the first disciple in the New Covenant era, in the New Testament. She is the first one to say yes to the angel Gabriel's message, and then yes all throughout her life at the visitation, at the nativity, the presentation, through the wedding of Cana, all the way to her son dying on the cross, and she's with the community of faithful disciples in Acts 1.14 as they're preparing for the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And so we see here that we're turning to the Blessed Virgin Mary, the one who said yes all throughout her life. We're asking her to pray for us that we may say yes to Jesus, that we may allow Jesus more into our lives by grace and bear him to the world spiritually. Uh, and Mary, pray for us now all the way to the hour of our death that we may be faithful like you. So even this prayer, while we're asking Mary's intercession, it's all about following Jesus. It's all about asking her to help us to say yes to Christ like she did. Uh, let's turn, though, to the heart of the Hail Mary, what John Paul II called the center of gravity of the Hail Mary. He called this the, the, the hinge of the Hail Mary. This part of the prayer is simply the name Jesus. That's what's at the very center of the Hail Mary, right? Uh, the holy name of Jesus. Uh, and this is a name that's powerful. It is powerful. Uh, St. Paul said in Philippians chapter 2 that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bend in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And this is a powerful name. Jesus himself said that whenever two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in our midst. And so we want to pray this prayer with love, with with attention, with reverence. In fact, St. John Paul II said, sometimes Catholics pray this prayer too quickly. They, they just rush through the Hail Mary and they don't give proper reverence to the holy name of Jesus. You know, I, I once attended um, a church that prayed the rosary every day before mass, but it was the fastest rosary on earth. I kid you not. They were so fast. It was like a nine minute rosary. <laughs> uh, they sounded like auctioneers. Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord, with thee, blessed art thou, one of the sold. I mean, it was like that fast. Uh, and God bless them that they were praying the rosary, you know. Uh, but John Paul II, I think, would invite them and all of us to slow down a bit, especially at the name of Jesus, just to slow down. We say, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, to slow down. Down, speak his name with love. I've got a friend of mine who says we should we should treat the name of Jesus at the center of every Hail Mary. We should treat the name of Jesus like a speed bump. <laughs> you know, we, we just slow down. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Just, just speak his name with love because this is the very heart of the Hail Mary. The, the holy name of our beloved Savior, Jesus. Let's speak his name with love. Imagine two lovers gazing into each other's eyes and, and, and they speak each other's name. Uh, this, is, this is what we want to do as we come face to face with Jesus at every Hail Mary. If our mind wanders, we, we, we can't keep attention, we're not able to think about the mysteries of the rosary for praying the rosary, or we're just saying a Hail Mary and, and we can't really think about Gabriel and Elizabeth, we're just too distracted. If all we do is just give the name of Jesus special attention, speak it with love, speak it like you're speaking to your beloved, your lover, because he is your beloved bridegroom. 
uh, speak his name with love. This is the beauty of the Hail Mary. So my friends, I, I hope this was insightful for you and you got something out of this and that you'll pray the, the, the rosary, you'll pray your Hail Mary differently now uh, with these beautiful biblical insights from St. John Paul II. And uh, these are just, just give you a little taste of the kinds of things we'll be exploring throughout this podcast. And I have a favor to ask you. Would you do me a favor? Would you, would you rate the show? Uh, and if you like it, subscribe to this podcast and, and share it with other people. I'm hoping that this will just be something that can bless many people's lives and help them draw closer to Christ and live out their Catholic faith. I also want your feedback. I, I would love your feedback. And uh, you can send me your comments. You can send me ideas for future co- topics for the show. And uh, you can t- contact me in many ways through my website, which is simply edwardsree.com. So just my name, edwardsree.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, on my public page. Uh, it's If you go to Facebook and just type in Edward Sree, uh, you'll see one that has my picture. That's my public page. That's the one I, I use regularly. So you can find me on Facebook on my public page. You can also follow me on Twitter. Thank you so much, my friends. My God bless you, and I look forward to being with you next week.